0: BestBookBits.com brings you the book summary of Propaganda by Edward Bernays, a seminal and controversial figure in the history of political thought and public relations. Edward Bernays, 1891-1995, pioneered the scientific technique of shaping and manipulating public opinion, which he famously dubbed Engineering of Consent. During World War I, he was an integral part of the US Committee on Public Information CPI, and a powerful propaganda apparatus that was mobilized to package, advertise, and sell the war to the American people as one that would make the world safe for democracy. The CPI would become the blueprint in which marketing strategies for future wars would be based upon. Bernays applied the technique he had learned in the CPI and incorporating some of the ideas of Walter Lippmann, as well as his uncle, Sigmund Freud became an outspoken proponent of propaganda as a tool for democratic and corporate manipulation of the population. His 1928 bombshell propaganda lays out his eerily prescient vision for using propaganda to regiment the collective mind in a variety of areas, including government, politics, art, science, and education. To read this book today, is to frugatively comprehend what our contemporary institutions of government and business have become in regards to organized manipulation of the masses. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Edward Bernays Quick summary. Propaganda is controlling how the public sees a business, group, or an idea. Edward Bernay says understanding propaganda will help you better understand democracy and human nature. And you'll also learn to use propaganda to spread your ideas and build a professional reputation to attract more business. In 1928, when this book was written, most people didn't understand human psychology. One man who did understand it was Sigmund Freud. You've probably heard his name before. Freud was the creator of modern psychology. His ideas about people's deepest motivations, fears, and desires shook the world and still echo today. And guess what? The author of the book was Sigmund Freud's nephew. I'm sure this is no coincidence. Edward Bernays took his uncle's deep understanding of human nature and made it practical. Edward Bernays is now known as the father of public relations. Public relations, or PR, is about creating an understanding between the public and and an idea, group, or business. Today we all know that large companies have a PR department. We know that politicians fight a war of propaganda every election. And today, you'll learn some of the hidden secrets to creating both effective propaganda and public relations. Number one, what is propaganda? When you hear the word propaganda, what do you think of? I bet you think of World War II and the posters that were used by Hitler to spread evil ideas. The Nazis in Germany wanted to spread the idea that Jewish people were inferior and parasites on society. So they designed posters that presented Jewish people as sneaky and rat-like or sick-looking fat bastards. Looking at the poster, you can see one of the propaganda images that the Nazis used in Germany. On the other hand, other posters showed an ideal person in the eyes of the Nazis. Someone with blonde hair, blue eyes, vibrant, strong and healthy. This is what Hitler called the Aryans or the master race. It's ironic that Hitler himself did not measure up to this perfect image, seeing he had black hair and brown eyes. But it wasn't just the Nazis who used propaganda. The communist in Russia and the fascist in Italy were using it too. And across the sea, American posters were also being painted. These posters sparked patriotic emotions inside American hearts and stirred hatred of the enemy. They painted images of good versus evil with America as good. For example, this poster shows an American eagle attacking a snake which represents Japan. We'll talk more about why this is effective propaganda in a moment. Edward Bernays defines public relations as an organized effort to create understanding between the public and some business, idea, or group. And key takeaway, the mother of public relations is propaganda. Propaganda is about creating images in the minds of millions of people at the same time. How do you do that? Well, first you must deeply understand how people think. Number two, Mass reactions. If human reactions can be predicted, they can be manipulated. People's reactions and emotions are often predictable. This means if you put the right stimulus in front of millions of people, most of them will have the same reaction. Here's one simple example. People are disgusted by rats and bugs. They always have been and probably always will be. It's just built into our biology. Rats and bugs can carry diseases, so we need to stay away from them. This also means that people will automatically feel disgusted if they see an image of a rat or bug in propaganda. And the Nazis used these images very effectively. They painted Jews beside rats or Jews as rat-like humans so that people would start to associate disgust with the Jewish people. In his speeches, when Hitler was talking about Jewish people, he would always use words related to bugs, pests, and parasites to describe them. Something that crawls over your skin and infects you from the inside. Another example, people naturally hate snakes. We're afraid of them and we want to get rid of them. That's why snakes are used so often to represent the enemy. In the Bible, the ultimate enemy, Satan, shows up as a snake. That's no accident. The lessons from all this is clear. Key Takeaway If you want to produce a mass reaction in people's minds, then you must take advantage of their existing emotional habits and mental cliches. If you want people to see someone as powerful, strong, and visionary, then use a symbol people already associate with those qualities, like an eagle or a lion. Number three, the invisible government. Democracy is a strange new invention. Think about it. Anybody and everybody can decide how to manage the country. Doesn't it seem strange that millions of people who have never opened an economics book will decide how to manage the economy? The fact is, every country is a machine that is too complicated for the average person to understand. The average person simply doesn't have the time to study economic, political or ethical issues in depth. So we need someone else to highlight the most important issues for us. This makes the voting decision much easier. Edward Bernays calls the people who bring the issues to the public attention the invisible government. Bernays wrote, We have voluntarily agreed to let an invisible government sift the data and high spot the outstanding issues so that a field of choice shall be narrowed to practical proportions. Here's another quote. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is as important element in a democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government which is the true ruling power of our country. That quote may sound shocking and the idea of an invisible government may be scary, but Bernays is simply describing how any democracy works. There are a group of people who direct the minds of most of the public. There are a group of people who direct the minds of most of the public. These are the politicians, journalists, religious leaders, and other influencers. Key takeaway, every election is a free and open competition of ideas. This means the real people in the power are those who know how to get the public's acceptance for their ideas. The invisible government shows people which issues are important and which direction is right? Number four, how public relations started. Edward Bernays knew that the same propaganda techniques used by governments in World War II could also be used by businesses. He knew a business with a good public relation and reputation would be more successful, but the word propaganda was way too negative. Even back then, So Bernays created the term public relations also known as PR. Public relations has grown because life is more and more complex. When you walk into a store today to buy toothpaste, you have dozens of choices. How do you know which one is good? That's where public relations can help you choose. So what would be a good public relations strategy for a toothpaste company? Well, it's all about creating understanding. If you sell the best toothpaste, then you have to educate the public as to why your toothpaste is the best. Maybe you can teach them what toothpaste ingredients are important for healthy teeth. Maybe you can share the fact that most dentists recommend a certain brand of toothpaste. If you do have the product that is best for people, then this type of education will create more customers for you. And this propaganda can be spread not just through advertising, but also through dental clinics, schools, etc key takeaway, public relations is important because life is more complex than ever. Again, by public relations we mean creating understanding between the public and some business, group or idea. It's not about deceiving people, but educating them why your product is best. Number five, sell what you stand for. Today it's not enough to sell your product to the public. Almost every product has dozens or hundreds of competitors. This is especially true online. To stand out from the competition, a business now must also sell itself to the public and all things it stands for. People are more likely to buy from a company when they see it matches their own values. That's why you now see so many big brands being environmentally friendly and giving back to the community by sponsoring charities and events. A few years ago, Nike had a scandal that exposed the bad conditions at some of their factories. People protested and wrote bad articles about Nike in the press. The word Nike started to be connected with the word sweatshop in people's minds. Sales dipped because most people don't want to be associated with a company that uses sweatshops. But the scandal had a positive outcome. It caused Nike to make changes to improve the conditions in many of the factories. Key takeaway With hundreds of choices at the store today, customers are becoming more and more selective. They don't just want to buy a quality product. They want to do business with ethical companies who share their values. Number six, high spotting. Focus people's attention on your best product or feature. Bernays says there are two methods for effective public relations. The first method he calls continuous interpretation which is trying to control every detail the public sees about your company. The second method he calls high spotting, and here is how he describes it. Bernays wrote, High spotting, vividly seizes the attention of the public and fixes it upon some detail or aspect which is typical of the entire enterprise. When a real estate corporation is erecting a tall office building, makes it 10 feet taller than the highest skyscraper in existence. This, is dramatization, emphasis added. Donald Trump experienced the power of high spotting firsthand when he announced a new development of his in the 1980s that include the world's tallest building. Trump's project included a lot of other impressive buildings and features, but all people wanted to talk about was the world's tallest building. It was a powerful symbol that gave the project a mystique that captivated people. Here's another example of high spotting. Blendtec makes a very powerful blender, and to highlight the strength of their blenders, they create a series of YouTube videos called, Will It Blend? In these videos, they blend everything from iPhones to DVDs to golf balls. People watch the videos because of their curiosity, but they leave with the impression that Blendtec makes powerful products. After all, they can blend almost anything, and the proof is in the results. Since launching this video series, sales at Blendtec have gone up 700%. The Halo Effect in Marketing Have you ever heard of the halo effect? It means that one good quality better person can cast a halo around the whole person. For example, studies have shown that people usually judge attractive people as more intelligent. Their good looks cast a halo and people assume they have other positive qualities too. I'm sure it's clear how high spotting and the halo effect are almost the same idea. Here's how the halo effect also applies to marketing your products. Apple became a huge success because of its breakthrough with the iPod. When the iPod became a hit about 10 years ago, it captured nearly 74% market share, a staggering piece of the digital music pie. Nobody could even remember who was second place. Well, A surprising thing happened. The incredible success of their iPod also caused Apple's computer sales to increase dramatically. In 2005 alone, computer sales jumped 68% from last year and Apple had spent almost no money advertising their computers. Their marketing budget was all spent on their iPods. The marketing expert Al Rees says that the example of the halo effect in action, people love Apple iPods. iPods are cool, new, modern and sexy. So people started to see Apple's computers in a more positive way also. Al Riz says that if you have one product that is a big hit, then it makes sense to put your money on your best horse, so to speak. Spread the message about your best product far and wide and your other products will benefit as well. Key takeaway. High spotting or the halo effect is a powerful way To spread a positive impression of your products. Choose your most popular product. And market the hell out of it like Apple. Or find one feature that is really good. And create a dramatic demonstration. To fix people's attention on that feature. Like Blendtec. Number 7. The age of followers. To influence someone. Find their leader. 300 years ago. People lived in villages. And they exchanged ideas. By talking to each other. Communities were local and geographic. The leader of the community may have been the local priest. Today, ideas can be exchanged over any distance. There are magazines, newspapers and TV shows. Most importantly, the internet now means you can exchange ideas with other people instantly. This means today people can be a part of the same community or group even if they live far apart. Bernays says to create effective propaganda, you must think of society not only as individuals. You have to see it as a collective of overlapping groups. Each individual is a loyal member or a follower of a few social groups. He may belong to a political organization, a religious organization, a professional organization related to his career. His groups can also include the people who shares his important hobbies and interests. Bernays writes, this invisible, intertwining structure of grouping and associations is the mechanism by which democracy has organized its group mind and simplified its mass thinking. People are similar to fellow group members. Why is understanding groups important? Because although every person is an individual, they are also very similar to their fellow group members. For example, people who go to the same church will share many of the same political positions and beliefs about what it means to be a good person and live a good life. So when you understand the values, motivations and feelings of one member of a social group, then you will better understand every member of the group. You will know where their sensitive spots and hot buttons are. You will be able to connect with them on a deeper level. You will also know who their leader is. Each social group has a leader at the top. Two psychologists called Trotter and Lee Bon found that when people are in a group, their first impulse is to follow the example of a trusted leader. Every country has a president or prime minister. Every state or providence has a leader. Every city has a mayor. The Catholic Church has the Pope. Tibetan Buddhists have the Dalai Lama. And each individual church and temple has their own local leader, Two, Christian Priest, Jewish rabbis, Muslims, imams, and Hindu archakas. Every sport team has a captain. Every office has a boss. Every company has a CEO. It's almost like people can't create a group without at the same time creating a leader. And this is important because the leader of a group holds the key influence in the entire group. As Bernays puts it, if you can influence the leader, either with or without their conscious cooperation, you automatically influence the group which they sway. Influencer marketing. Have you ever heard of the term influencer marketing? A lot of popular social media experts talk about this as if it is a new idea, but in this 100 year old book, Edward Bernays is talking about the same idea. In a nutshell, influencer marketing is about finding people who have a large audience and getting them to recommend a product to their audience. For example, Oprah Winfrey has one of the most popular TV talk shows. She also has a book club and that her biggest fans join. When Oprah recommends a book to her book club, it is a guarantee to become a bestseller. This is how strong her influence is with tens of millions of women who watch her show daily just want to pause this quickly while talking about a book club we also run a book club called best book club if you want to join our book club click the link below you'll get 12 books a year that's one a month you'll have weekly zoom book club meetings with the book club members and you will meet the authors once a month through a webinar, seminar, live Q&A series where you'll interact with authors, meet new friends, and get one new book a month delivered to your door. Click the link below to join back to the summary. I am not Oprah Winfrey, by the way. Now, with the internet, anyone can build an audience is an influencer. The internet has made the cost of building and reaching an audience free. Take YouTube, Facebook, and blogging. They are all free. Also put in Spotify. Some girls who start a YouTube channel about makeup tutorials can get millions of views and a makeup company can pay the girl to try or recommend their product. But influences have existed for a long time before the internet. For example, there was a popular actress at the time called Irene Castle and when she suddenly cut her hair short, many women around the world followed because they were admirers and followers of the actress. Or if you want to sell more bacon, don't tell people how great bacon is. Instead, ask yourself, who already influences the eating habits of people? And you probably think of doctors, so the real challenge is how to get doctors to publicly recommend eating bacon. Key takeaway, Edward Bernays said selling is not convincing people your product is the best, but finding out who already influences the group you want to reach, then getting that leader to use or recommend your product. 100 years ago, he called this new salesmanship. Now it is called influencer marketing. Number eight, how design, fashion, and aesthetics give modern companies an unfair advantage. A hundred years ago, a product could get national recognition just by getting onto store shelves. The real challenge was convincing retailers to display your product on store shelves, which is why most manufacturers had squads of traveling salesmen. But today getting recognition is much more difficult. Today, a business doesn't just need to get a product on store shelves. It needs to convince people to choose the product instead of a dozen competitors. And there's so much advertising and noise out there. To make customers is the new problem. One must understand not only his own business, the manufacturer of a particular product, but also the structure, the personality, the prejudices of a potentially universal public. So the real challenge is... How can you make people desire your product more than your competitor's product? One way to increase demand is by making your product cheaper, but that can soon put you out of business because your profit margins become razor thin. Bernays says a better way to stand out is to build aesthetics, style, or fashion into a product. Small differences in a product can become very important if it is seen as a matter of style. A small difference in the cut color of a dress will decide if it sells well this year. Let's take another look at Apple. They didn't create more powerful computers or cheaper phones. They created devices that win at design. They are beautiful to look at and to hold. These aesthetic qualities of their products set them apart from the competition. Their competition, who until recently always created ugly, boxy electronics. It's the same reason that People buy one car brand over another, or one pair of shoes over another. Here's a very important quote by Edward Bernays that you should take a moment to let it sink in. A thing may be desired not for its intrinsic worth or usefulness, but because someone has unconsciously come to see it as a symbol of something else, the desire for which he is ashamed to admit to himself. Key Takeaway Building style or beauty into your products will help you stand out from the competition. And propaganda can help people understand what is and is not beautiful. That's exactly what fashion critics or taste leaders do. Number 9. How is propaganda spread? When most of us hear propaganda, we probably think of those World War II posters from the beginning of this summary. But Bernays says that any form of communication. Can be used for propaganda. There is no means of human communication which may not also be a means of deliberate propaganda, but because propaganda is simply the establishing of reciprocal understanding between an individual and a group. He says 100 years ago, the best place to spread propaganda was in a public meeting. These were very popular with local communities. But people stopped going to these meetings after the automobile, radio, and newspaper became popular. They would rather get their news from the radio or newspaper. Magazines were and still are very effective at spreading ideas because they are focused. Each magazine is dedicated to promoting some idea, whether that is health, women's fashion or philosophy. Magazines deliberately select only material that promotes a specific idea. Bernays also says movies are a powerful and sneaky form of propaganda. He wrote, The American motion picture is the greatest unconscious carrier of propaganda in the world today. It is a great distributor for ideas and opinions. The motion picture can standardize the ideas and habits of a nation. Movies are powerful because they tell stories. A story has a hero, who is somebody people admire and unconsciously follow. So whenever possible, use storytelling in your marketing. Key Takeaway Propaganda is always an organized attempt to spread a particular idea or belief. The channels through which it is spread are constantly changing with technology. And last, number 10, good propaganda. Is there such a thing? Edward Bernays makes it clear that propaganda is not just evil brainwashing. He says, Propaganda becomes vicious and reprehensive only when its authors consciously and deliberately disseminate what they know to be lies, or when they aim At effects, which they know to be prejudicial to the common good. Propaganda is often used to educate people and improve society. There are many examples you will see daily. When kids are learning about healthy eating in school, that's propaganda. When a TV ad is raising awareness and acceptance of mental health issues, that's propaganda. And long before women got the right to vote, people had to make the idea acceptable again. It's a type of propaganda. Key takeaways. Almost any movement for social progress tries to educate or enlighten the public mind, which is a type of propaganda. Conclusion. Edward Bernays was alive when propaganda was born, and he has carefully studied what makes propaganda effective, turning it into the new practice of public relations. We've shined a light on many of his best ideas, including how propaganda turned into public relations, how people's emotional reactions to things like rats and snakes were manipulated by the Nazis, how an invisible government truly controls democracies, why you need to sell what you stand for, why influencer marketing is not a new thing, and how to beat the competitors through aesthetics. Finally, we talked about how propaganda does not have to be evil. Any movement for social progress must educate people somehow and therefore use a type of propaganda. And that's wrapping the book summary of Propaganda by Edward Bernays. Now, if you want a copy of this summary in PDF format, click the link below and I'll send this straight to you. Now, if you want to join our book club called Best Book Club, click the link below to join, get 12 new books a year, one book a month delivered to your door, meet 12 authors a year, that's one a month, in a webinar, seminar, live Q&A format, and meet 24 new friends in our book club, where we have weekly Zoom book club meetings, which you'll meet the members to discuss the book of the month we have a private Facebook group too, monthly giveaways and prizes. It is the ultimate book learning environment by learning from readers and authors. Partner with reading buddies and have an accountability with your reading goals. You can share, trade and buy books with the members around the world and get exclusive access to our global digital library of books courses, and information for members. Join now. Click the link below to take you there. Can't wait to meet you personally. Thanks for watching and listening of this summary, Propaganda by Edward Bernays. Go out there. Have an amazing day. Take care. Bye-bye now.